BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It is a post-trade deadline day edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as well as a game day edition. We'll get you ready for Hornets versus Pistons and help Hope you get to know the newest member of Buzz City's roster, Montrez Harrell, acquired from the Washington Wizards. We'll break down the deal, and we're going to look back at the All-Star draft. LaMelo Ball on Team KD. What does his roster look like? Who's the All-Star we're most excited to see him play with now that we know his squad? Helping me on all of these items. Back with us once again for a two-Sams edition of the Hornets Hivecast, Sam Purley. And Sam, let's begin with the trade. Montrez Harrell coming to the Hornets in exchange for Vernon Carey and Ish Smith. What do you think of the deal and the new addition here for the Hornets? First off, I love it. I think this was kind of an area when you go into the deadline or you go into obviously this time of year where you're looking to teams looking to make upgrades. They're looking to, you know, everyone's got kind of a different agenda. And I think if you looked at this Hornets team on paper, I think you look at the front court depth and say that's an area they could really kind of use a little bit of an upgrade. And I think Harold does just that. He was sixth man of the year a couple years ago, just really, really intense you know, physical, tough, big man. I think he, you know, he is listed only six foot seven, six foot eight, but I think he plays so much bigger than that. He he brings a ferocious intensity. It's just everything, every time I've watched him, every time the Hornets have played against him, he is so just aggressive when he plays in such a really good way. And I think he's going to bring a level of toughness 
and hard-nosed playing style to this Hornets team that you can never have enough of at this point of the year when you're trying to jockey for playoff positioning and making a run at the postseason. So, yeah, double-double threat off the bench, 14 points, close to 7-8 rebounds. He's averaging a career-high 2.1 assists. So I love the ad for the Hornets. So it's a really, really solid move for this team. Hopefully we can get him on the court soon. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a, just a tremendous move. And all due respect to the guys that are going, we, we loved working with Ish Smith, Vernon Carey, a real talent. We'll talk a little bit more about those guys later on. But essentially, both those guys were at best for Ish Smith in and out of the rotation. Now you're adding someone at a position of somewhat need, the post position, the 4-5. Mostly Montrezl Harrell is going to play a 5, but I say 4-5 because this is going to have a ricochet effect and allow P.J. Washington to play more of the 4. There's a bit there's a bit more options there now for James Borrego than there were 24 hours ago. Let's talk about what we're getting. You mentioned it briefly, Montrez Harrell, Instant Energy, winner of the 2020 NBA Hustle Award, also 2026th Man of the Year. You've got bona fide production there. He's a consistent guy. He's going to get you double-figure points without you having to draw up any plays for him. He's tenacious on the glass, defends bigger than his position. And one other kind of nugget here that I don't think I've heard a lot of people talk about, but I'd like to, playoff experience. Three straight seasons where he has been on teams in the postseason. It's one thing when you look up and down this Hornets roster, you really don't see a lot of. So this is another guy who can come in and maybe uh, just as some guards would you would hope impart some wisdom to LaMelo Ball and the other youngsters like James Booknight. Montrez Harrell can certainly come in and do that as well for players like Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington, even though they play the game in a slightly different way. You mentioned the playoff and actually just scrolled down on his basketball reference page. Yeah, playoff appearances 2016, 2017 with Houston, then 2019-2020 with the Clippers, and then last season with the Lakers. So five years, he's you know five of the seven years he's been in the league. I think it's seven years. 2015 draft. So yeah, this would be his seventh year. So five of the seven years he's been in the league, he's been in the playoffs. This would be his seventh. So hopefully we can make it six or seven. But yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, having more and more experience. And I don't think it's necessarily having that playoff experience, but also just playing in games that really matter in mid-February and coming out of the All-Star break and playing in March and April. I think that's going to come in, in big time handy. I mean, you know, this is kind of a tough time of year in the sense of, you know, you can kind of feel that fatigue and everyone's kind of ready to get to the All-Star break settling in and everyone needs a little little bit of a reset and imagine having a guy like Harold coming out of the break that's ready to go that can bring that energy I think he's going to be a have a big contribution to this team down the stretch so really eager to see hopefully get him on the court soon he really is a, a real shot in the arm and for a team that had lost six in a row and you can't help it's it's human nature uh to you know feel some of the pressure of that this kind of alleviates some of it because the focus goes from the last six games and the shooting woes to hey here's this shiny new addition that fills the need for the Hornets doesn't come for free. Uh, the exchange going the other way, Ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. Vernon Carey, a second-round pick from two years ago, had that brilliant night in Brooklyn, really showed a, a flash of what could be possible. And he put up great numbers at Duke. He was a 2020 ACC Rookie of the Year, National Freshman of the Year. There's no question there's talent there. Just unfortunately had a hard time getting on the floor for the Hornets and uh, the exchange of a big man who can help you right now versus one who could potentially help you in the future. You understand why that move is made. Also, Ish Smith just one of the great guys in the league. Had a great time getting to know him. He won at least two games this season for the Hornets. I think that win over the Lakers and the win on the road at Denver don't happen at all without Ish 
Smith and his instant impact that he brought off the bench, plus a Charlotte guy who genuinely wanted to help his hometown and hometown franchise reach the postseason. But in terms of the roster, you know, Ish Smith certainly duplicates a lot of the things that LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier bring in terms of being in the backup point guard. I think he certainly was valuable to this team. Ish Smith really meant a lot to this team, getting them where they are. And uh, unfortunately, you got to give something to get something. Yeah, that's kind of the tough part about the deadline day. And uh, I would add to that the Hornets have also will be tossing in the Boston Celtics 2023 second round pick, which is top 45 protected as part of the deal. So it's a full transaction, three things coming going out for Harold. You know, it's, it's tough because obviously coming into Charlotte, and it was such a cool story playing for his hometown team and how excited he was and played really well, played well in that Brooklyn game, like you mentioned, the Denver game and then the Laker game a couple weeks ago. So it's just tough. And I think it's you can have a little bit more options right now moving the roster around. Obviously, Vernon last year just not playing a whole lot with not having the G League season. I think there was just such a log jam between Mason and PJ and Nick. It just, I mean, even Kai as well. It just, you know, sometimes guys just need kind of a, a fresh opportunity. He's obviously, like you said, very, very skilled, very, very young. It just never really got moving in terms of getting an opportunity here to really show what he could do at a kind of consistent, sustainable level. So I would kind of imagine, I think, with Ish too, when the team was healthy, his minutes were kind of in and out as well. He came in a little bit here and there, but for the most part, the rotation is kind of intact, assuming everybody is healthy. Again, the team is not fully healthy right now. Hopefully it will be soon, but yeah, it gives you a little bit more options. You can move Harold to the back of five. You can start him, move Plumlee to the back of five. You can move PJ back to the four, and I would imagine that LaMelo and Terry would kind of be your primary ball handlers, and also an opportunity for James Booknight as well, getting some ball handling responsibilities moving forward as well. Could also be an option. For sure. It also opens up a roster spot, if I'm not mistaken, Sam, so depending on what buyouts happen, what other players become available, there is room on the Hornets roster to take on another guy. Absolutely. That's also something that uh, in past years, Mitch Kupchak has always felt like we've had that 15th spot open, and uh, that's when they added Brad Wanamaker in exchanging some protected second-round picks. So you always kind of keep that open. You never really know what's going to happen. Guy gets to a new team or gets a new team as part of a deal and wants a different change of scenery. I mean, there's still kind of a lot of movement in the sense of like, I don't think guys necessarily that were traded are done moving teams the sense that's not to say something's happening in charlotte but just that's kind of the way the post trade trade deadline goes it's just still kind of a lot of dust to be settled so who knows it's certainly kind of a good option to have and could be a good option to have in the summer as well so having that flexibility down the line last thing to talk about here with the trade deadline hats off to mitch kupchak i think the the number one need for this team was some additional depth at the center position a little added rebounding and, and you know just energy at that spot and that was accomplished but a lot of the deals that we've seen floated over the last 48 hours by different media members different fan sites different random stuff that pops up on social media seem to have the Hornets paying a really heavy price to pick up a player that at best was even with Montrez Harrell. And again, not to diminish the price that had to be paid, but some of the price tags that were out there, Sam, you can attest to this because we sit next to each other in the office. You had a lot of fun driving me nuts with some of the offers that you said, hey, look what I found on the internet. And I said, great, that sounds like me saying, I've got a, a stick of gum on my desk and I'll trade you for your car. Some of these moves just did not make any sense, but for Mitch to be able to bring in someone who can help right now, who has connections already to this 
team, being a North Carolina native, as well as being a former teammate of Terry Rozier going back to college, I think this checks all the boxes and doesn't really affect the long-term future of the franchise. All of the major assets, the major rotation pieces that you have on the board for this year, next year, the year beyond that, are still intact. You didn't give anything up in an effort to try and earn the 7 or 8 seed here in 2022. It's kind of need to be really, really patient. Obviously, Mitch Kupchak is experienced enough as, as you know, being in the front office that, you know, sometimes it's you don't just want to go into the deadline day and just make a deal for the sake of making a deal. You want to make a deal that's going to help you and not necessarily put your long-term future in any sort of jeopardy. And, and, you know, obviously without going into specifics of, you know, what was kind of floated out there, what was not floated out there. I love this deal. I think the one guy that's going to come in and immediately help you, immediately bring energy, immediately being a lob threat, finishing, rebounding, I mean, all stuff that you're going to need on the hustle ward. I mean, that's all stuff you're going to need. The hard nose, fill in the gaps, kind of do the dirty work in the front court area. So I think a lot of it just comes down to Mitch Kupchak and just being patient. Don't do something for the sake of doing it. Be smart, be calculated. Like you said, you don't want to do anything that's going to compromise your long-term flexibility, whether it's trading a younger player before you really get a sense of who they are, trading away future picks, not necessarily knowing where they are. And then you got to factor in, too, extensions and things like that and salary caps. So there's a lot to take into this other than just, hey, you've got that guy, I've got these guys, let's trade them, and then we'll be all set. There's a big kind of look, have to look a couple years down the line before making a move, no matter how big or how small it is. Montrez Harrell, newest member of the Charlotte Hornets, possibly going to be with the team today against Detroit, at least based off his Twitter. Yesterday, after the deal became official, he said, let's get it, see y'all tomorrow, in responding to LaMelo Ball, the Hornets all-star and the reigning rookie of the year. So we'll see if we see Montrez in a Hornets uniform today, but suffice to say, a good trade deadline, at least based off our opinions here on the Hornets Hivecast. Other big piece of news from yesterday, the NBA All-Star Draft took place. Team KD selecting LaMelo Ball. Where was he selected? Did it line up with our mock draft? We'll talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, who know how to treat me. Not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Hornets.com senior writer Sam Purley here with you on the HHC, a two Sams edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Sam, yesterday the All-Star Draft took place. Going into the draft, we did our mock draft. We were looking at this as Team KD was going to have to possibly pick James Harden based off of his relationship with him as a teammate. It ended up after the trade deadline that he wanted to stay as far away from him as possible due to events that made for some great television there with the guys on TNT. But uh, we have a team for LaMelo Ball in his first All-Star game. He is going to be on Kevin Durant's squad. KD, of course, unfortunately cannot play. But the starters he selected, Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, and Andrew Wiggins. A lot of really talented young point guards on uh, Team KD for LaMelo to uh, share the ball with or at least distribute the ball to. I think John Morant would like to catch a few lobs from LaMelo. The reserves, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, DeJounte Murray from the San Antonio Spurs, Chris Middleton, 
and Rudy Gobert. What do you think of the selection and the squad LaMelo will be playing with? Well, yeah, I think the selection, like you said, uh, I think the guy that or whoever decided to have the draft selection show and the trade deadline on the same day probably deserves a raise because that was some interesting TV, but all in good fun for right now. Yeah, you know, I, I'm still kind of coming around on the team player versus team player. I'm still kind of a traditional East versus West. I think that's always kind of a fun one just because you can get some sort of like consistency with the rivalry, you know, West wins this amount or West, or East wins this amount, kind of like the American and National League in baseball. But open to new ideas. I like some of the ideas with the Elam ending and the Rising Stars getting a different format this year. So I do love that the NBA is constantly looking for ways to kind of improve it and make their product, particularly the All-Star game, more engaging. So, yeah, it should be fun. I mean, obviously, there's no shortage of talent on either team. I think kind of just I think we're both in the same boat. You want to see LaMelo go out there. He's obviously playing with some really great players, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, playing with John Morant's going to be a lot of fun Trey Young so I want him just to go out there kind of enjoy it score a few baskets you know hopefully I think we're all in kind of the uh the consensus this is going to be the first all-star game hopefully of a number one for LaMelo so who knows one day maybe it'll be uh he'll be the one picking these will be team LaMelo versus team Joss somewhere down the line so that'd be really fun someday but I think it should be great it's a fun show to watch every year and uh you know I'm looking forward to tuning in I'm with you. You know, I think the fact that it's been LeBron versus Kevin Durant basically since they started doing this draft style of uh, selection has made it a little bit of a rivalry, at least between those two superstars. I won't disagree. You know, you, you kind of lose some of the normal annual element of, say, Major League Baseball's All-Star Game, which I think is second only to the NBA, and just in terms of the tradition there. And it's easy to say that it's second because the football one isn't really a game. But uh, in any case... Uh, the one thing I would say is if we went back to East versus West, I'll admit I thought the MLB idea of putting uh, home field advantage for the finals on the line wasn't a bad thought. I wouldn't mind seeing that happen in the NBA if they went back to it. But that's a, t- a topic for a different podcast. Looking at the way the draft went down, again, some of the circumstances changed based off the fact that it was trade deadline day. But what do you make of the fact that LaMelo Ball ends up being the 11th pick of the draft. He was one of the the late additions due to injury. Rudy Gobert goes after him. To me, that's not a shock. You know, a shot-blocking center is not the most valuable piece in an all-star game. He goes ahead of Fred Van Vliet, though, and he goes ahead of James Harden, who I know there were some circumstances there, maybe some gamesmanship by LeBron. But it is interesting, at least, that LaMelo Ball legitimately goes ahead of another superstar. I think he was maybe somewhere towards the end of the picking, but not the maybe fifth from the bottom or fourth so that's good and, you know you always go into these things and you're like oh i just hope you know he kind of gets taken in the middle and obviously being the fourth youngest guy to ever make the all-star game you know i don't know if there's kind of a pecking order in terms of oh you know it's kind of like the little brother you know kind of make him sweat it out but i think with the format of the all-star game and the way it is i mean it's so much running gun it's so much passing they need a guy that's going to push the tempo and move the ball and, and throw up lobs and throw up dunks you know for guys like you know Embiid and, and Morant things like that you got to have a guy and I think I wrote a couple days ago about LaMelo did get selected I mean if there's any guy that's built for a competition like this or built for the rising stars in terms of just a basketball like element I mean it's LaMelo ball I mean the passing the way he can push the tempo how much fun he's going to have too I mean how contagious you know his joy and spirit is on the court I mean that's just that's going to be perfect for an all-star game so I don't think those intangible kind of things were lost sight by Kevin Durant so I think uh you know he's the kind of guy I think like I said just built for an all-star game format just the movement the tempo the lobs, the passing. I mean, it's the total package for something like this. So hopefully the first of many. Two questions left in this segment for you, Sam. Number one, who is the player 
you're most excited to see LaMelo play with? That can be a teammate or an opponent. It's a bummer that Durant's not playing because I'm a huge fan of watching him play. But I think the guy that I'm, I'm most looking forward to see LaMelo playing with is, is Joff. You know, the last two rookies of the year, obviously two future stars in this league. And, you know, we've seen Ja a lot this year and how well he's done with that Grizzlies team and just the windmill dunks and the way he can kind of get up. And I think, you know, he and LaMelo are going to have great chemistry in the All-Star game. You can see it now, LaMelo lobbing those passes up to him, Ja throwing down the windmill, the, the tomahawk slams. I think that'll be really fun to watch. And we'll get a little bit of a preview of it in a way going head-to-head tomorrow night when the Grizzlies are in town. So hopefully they can kind of uh, briefly get together, maybe talk up a little bit and get some you know schematics working before they, uh, they meet again the following week in Cleveland. I like the pick, you know, kind of similar thought process in terms of a, a super athlete to pair up, but I, I'm looking for more someone who is, you know, not necessarily a point guard himself and will probably want the ball in his hands too. I was thinking Zach Levine. I think, you know, if, who's closest to Miles Bridges in terms of that, you know, high flying ability? We all know how great of a dunker Miles Bridges is. Well, Zach Levine, if you had to pick someone close to Miles, it's got to be a two time slam dunk champ. So I'm looking forward to seeing LaMelo Ball running the break with Zach Levine a little bit out there. Last question for you. We've seen some great moments in all-star history of young players getting close to older superstars and taking some pearls of wisdom away from them. Thinking back to Kobe Bryant playing against Michael Jordan in the all-star game, for instance. Who is the player, the veteran in this game you hope to see LaMelo Ball standing next to playing one-on-one against at times, just taking things away from either playing next to him or by actually having a conversation? I think the first name that comes to mind, I'm looking at the rosters right now, is just based on positioning and based on the experience. I mean, I look at some of these, some of these guys are really young. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of crazy how much young talent there is in the league but first thing that came to mind was Chris Paul I mean I, I don't think there's a there's a better player in terms of longevity in the league excellence winning he's in the playoffs every year he's obviously in the finals last year he's you know going to be in the hall of fame first ballot and just the way Chris Paul carries himself and how good and how efficient and his decision making and passing abilities I mean I think Chris Paul is just a perfect person for you know LaMelo Ball when he walks into that Cleveland arena for practice for the first time go find Chris Paul you know learn as much as you can from a guy like that but there's no shortage of guys but in just terms of you know someone that plays the same position of him and distributing and likes to share the ball a lot I think Chris Paul is a really good you know person to kind of learn from and, and spend some time around for sure yeah I think there's really not a wrong answer to this one Chris Paul's high on my list I think LeBron is too but I'm, I'm gonna say Steph Curry I think Steph Curry has done just about everything he can in the game he's the greatest shooter of all time and LaMelo is a growing up in the three-point era had a lot of comparisons to Steph uh, very early in his career, but his ball handling skills, the way he leads his team in the championship DNA, I think all that stuff is there. So there are a lot of people LaMelo can and I'm sure will learn from, but Steph Curry is the one that I'm kind of excited if they get matched up to see him go head to head, you know, throw a little crossover action at each other and then a step back three from the logo. I could see them having a nice little duel there game within the game if they do indeed get matched up. All right, LaMelo Ball will be in the All-Star game and the Rising Stars series of games. We'll see how he does and, of course, cover it all for you right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Coming up next, it is a game day. Hornets taking on the Detroit Pistons. We will preview the matchup next here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber, Sam Purley here with you on the HHC Game Day Edition. Hornets taking on the Detroit Pistons, who are 12-43. and And just like your Hornets have lost six in a row, unlike your Hornets, who are still in the top ten position, Detroit is all the way buried at the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings. Sam, as always, will want a Hornets player, a Pistons player, and a stat to watch. But just in general, coming into this one, you've got a Hornets team that I feel probably is going to be re-energized a bit from the news from the the trade deadline, chance at a, a little bit of a distraction from their shooting woes. Honestly, even I feel like this is a new tomorrow. A new season has begun, so a great opportunity here to turn the page. On the other hand, you are taking on a Detroit team that is young, that has a lot of players that are looking to prove themselves in the league, and they'd like nothing more than to break their own six-game losing streak. So how do you look at this one before we pick out our players and stat to watch? You know, obviously, it's been a little bit of a struggle for both these teams, so I think it's going to be a really competitive game because both are going to be wanting to snap some slides. Another streak on the line is what we've kind of forgotten amidst this little slide of the Hornets. I mean, the Hornets have won 14 straight against Detroit, so that's kind of another factor. I, I would bet that this Pistons team is kind of tired of losing to Charlotte outside of this earlier game of the season. A lot of them have been really, really close. So, you know, I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I think the Hornets shot really, really well their first time out. They had 140 points. That was the Kelly Oubre eight threes in the fourth quarter was the first game they played against Detroit this year. So um, it's obviously been kind of a tough year for the Pistons. They've been rebuilding a little bit. I know they did play last night as well. Cade Cunningham, I believe, was unavailable. So I think this is a real opportunity, like you said, whether Harold plays or whether he doesn't play, I think this is, you know, you can feel a little bit of life, hopefully, you know, kind of some, some energy and things like that. Something encouraging, I thought, from the Chicago game, at least, is, you know, we talked a little bit about this slump, and obviously it's kind of weighing on the team a little bit. You know, when is it going to kind of snap out of it? They had 93 points. First quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter combined for 93 points on 49% shooting. It was just that one little stretch in the second that kind of really derailed things. They only had 16 points on 22% efficiency. So I feel like the offense is kind of coming around. It's just kind of avoiding that one little five to six minute stretch that kind of derails things, causes a two or three point deficit to become a 15 point deficit and then you're kind of battling uphill so I think the Hornets just got to get off to a fast start stay confident with the shooting and you know this is going to be a tough back-to-back you went to Detroit and then obviously have Memphis tomorrow night so you know I'm excited hopefully it should be a good one indeed it should be all right let's get into it players to watch stat to watch where would you like to start Sam Perley I'll go player to watch. I like Miles Bridges. I think uh, with Gordon out indefinitely right now, they're obviously going to be relying on Miles Bridges to take a little bit more of the scoring load. Last two games, almost 24 points, shooting 46%. He's had some threes start to fall. The percentage isn't great, but he's had multiple threes the last couple games. I've been really impressed with his playmaking as well. He's averaging five assists his last two games. The previous three games, he'd only averaged 11 points per game. So things are starting to trend a little bit more. And it's his home state. You know, he's you know he's going to want to show out in Michigan. So. I think uh, I'd like Miles to kind of have a big performance tonight, maybe get up near close to 25, 30 points for this Hornets team. I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre. You referenced it earlier. He had that uh, record-setting day, franchise record-setting day against Detroit earlier this season. Not saying he needs to go 9 for 14 from 3, but just want to see him continue to grow into this new, hopefully, temporary role as a starter. Temporary on a lot of fronts. One, we want Gordon Hayward back. Two, I think, depending on how the rest of the season goes, Kelly Oubre has a serious shot at sixth man of the 
the year, and uh, that's hard to do if you're not coming off the bench. So in any case, I think Kelly Oubre is in a good position to have a really good game here for Charlotte, and I'm expecting big things from him. Where do you want to go next, Piston to Watch or a statistic? Piston to Watch is going to be Jeremy Grant. This is a guy that had a great year in Detroit last year. He came into the season was averaging 20 points per game until about mid-December when a wrist injury sidelined him for about a month and a half. He didn't play when these Hornets and Pistons met the first time back on January 5th. He came back a couple weeks ago, or last week, excuse me, on February 1st, only averaging about 14 points per game, isn't shooting super efficient. He's a guy that's obviously very, very talented. It's going to take him some time to find some rhythm. But I like Jeremy Grant, too, to be a guy that the Hornets really got to focus on tonight because he's a, he's a great talent. He's just shaking off some rust right now. He certainly is. It was a borderline all-star last season, despite how poorly Detroit ended up finishing the season. That's how impactful a player he can be. He'll He'll definitely be featured prominently in the scouting report. I'm going to go with someone who might not be as much, but uh, can sneak up and bite you. That's Hamadou Diallo. Diallo, a second-round pick back in 2018, made the move over to Detroit. He's not the most consistent guy. He's not really a three-point shooting threat, but he is a super athletic wing who can sky over just about anyone. He's got you know elite, elite athleticism even at this level, and he'll surprise you every once in a while. He pops for this 25, 30-point game. He's picking up double-doubles, one of the better rebounding guards in the NBA. There's just something about him. This this Detroit team has not fared very well this season. And I'm not even saying in their wins it's particularly, well, that's the day Hamadou Diallo goes off. But those two things do sync up from time to time, and I think he's someone who, again, might not be featured as prominently on the scouting report, who if he's really having a good day, it could take a quarter or two to figure out, all right, how do we adjust to account for him? So Hamadou Diallo, my player to watch for Detroit. Last but not least, your stat to watch for tonight, Sam Perley. Quick add on Diallo. I want to say he had a career high, like 35 points against the Hornets last year towards the end of the season where they played. So, yeah, he's definitely a guy that can get going. My stat to watch is going to kind of be a little bit of a combination. I'm looking at the Pistons right now, sixth highest turnover rate in the league. They're allowing the seventh most points off turnovers per game as well. I think one positive for the Hornets in that Bulls game is they generate a lot of points off turnovers. They had 25 off 14 Chicago turnovers, only committed nine of their own for nine points. Uh, It was a major factor why they they're able to kind of stay in this game as long as they did, given that the shots weren't necessarily falling in that second quarter. So like you said the other day, turn the ball over and then take advantage of those turnovers as well. I mean, kind of make up again, like JB preaches so often, use your defense to generate offense. I'm going to go with three point shooting. And th- this is less uh, a focus for this particular game, as much as it is for the season moving forward. It is clear the Hornets have been in a slump six straight games here uh, with below 33.3 percent three-point shooting that's definitely a slump for any team let alone one that has shot the three as well as the Hornets have done over the season collectively I thought we started to see some signs of life against Chicago the team shooting a little more confidently I want to see that confidence I want to see them taking their normal allotment about 43s I want to see no hesitation step into the shot let it fly we started to see that a little bit from Miles Bridges we started to see that a little bit from Kelly Oubre so I just want to see that step forward again here I don't know that making 23 is the key to beating Detroit. It probably isn't, quite frankly, but I think it is a key for the Hornets moving forward as you look to other opponents, including Memphis tomorrow. I think this team just needs to regain some more of that swagger, shooting the basketball, and hopefully a date with Detroit tonight is just the recipe to do so. Sam Purley, thank you as always for joining us here. Jam-packed edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We had the All-Star Draft, we had the trade deadline, and it's a game day, but we appreciate you covering it all here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
Yes, thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, tomorrow we will have a double-dip edition of the Hornets Hivecast again, breaking down tonight's performance against Detroit and previewing tomorrow's game against Memphis. And guess what? Sam Purley is back for that one as well. He'll be paired up with Rob Longo for tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.